Hello, it's AJ and welcome to the D Plus Club, where I bring you the latest news and rumours from the last week in Disney Plus. I cover what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney Plus streaming service in the US and in the UK. And each week we have a weekly movie club, where I give you an overview of the movie along with some facts and some possible goofs. In the last show we covered the movie The Nightmare Before Christmas. That episode, along with all previous episodes, is available now on all major podcasting platforms. And for this last week's movie, we've returned to our MCU series for Captain America The Winter Soldier, but I'll get back to that movie a little bit later in the show. How's everyone's week's been doing this past week? I've had a quite a busy week at work, actually. I've had a lot of different things on. I've been doing photos of all of the like staff at work. I've needed to edit some of them. We've done two different styles of photos as well, like a like a class a classic like work headshot type thing, and then also like a personality shot as well. So yeah, I've been really busy doing that. Uh, and also one of my older videos that I did about how to spot fishing became really popular all of a sudden over a couple of days. It got like f- over 3,000 views, I think it was, over like a 48-hour period. It was really weird. And then it just like died off for no reason at all, where like it had like one or two views in a day. And it was like, I have no idea what I'd, what we're done with that. Apparently it was a suggested video. I- I'm not sure what that means but yeah it got like about 3,000 views I think it was and like over 180 likes on it so uh, yeah no I was really happy that that happened I just wish I could recreate that now for some of the other ones that have got maybe like 50 views or something like that so uh, yeah hopefully I'll try and figure it out at some point but uh, never know. Also this past week we got the release or the announcement at least of the Genie Plus pricing for UK ticket holders, which I thought was really interesting. I know I don't usually talk about Disney Parks things on on the show, but uh, I thought it was quite relevant because, of course, I keep saying about us going this next year and we were supposed to go last year. And Anyway, long story short, we got the announcement of the Genie Plus pricing for UK ticket holders, and I thought it was really interesting that in the UK we can pre-purchase two weeks of Genie Plus for uh, like the length of our stay in the US and also the pricing is really really good so in the US if you were to buy Genie Plus you would do it in the parks and it would be $15 per day before tax now in the UK we could buy 14 days worth of Genie Plus for the parks and it works out to the equivalent of like $9.60 something including tax so we're basically paying what about half price for Genie Plus per day admittedly we do have to buy it for the length of the stay however I would have probably wanted to use it for every day that we're there anyway just to cram as much in as possible but uh, yeah I thought that was really interesting so I do know that about 20% roughly of my regular audience does listen from the UK so uh, if you haven't yet found out about this news uh, there you go if you want to upgrade any tickets you can do so by calling Disney at the moment or also you can upgrade your tickets if you've bought them through a ticket vendor such as uh, Attraction Tickets Direct and things like that. You can upgrade them to a magic ticket which includes them in. However, you will have to specify the days that you're going because the prices for the magic tickets are seasonal and the prices will vary. So I think we looked at it, we could upgrade our tickets for about $110 per ticket I think it was. Or I can call Disney and add on like £94 something per ticket, I think it was, to be able to have Genie Plus on every day of the ticket when we're going to be there. So I'm going to give both of them a call tomorrow and just see what's going on with that. I may even be able to try and swindle a deal with Attractions Ticket. We never. I'm going to give them a call, see what happens, and uh, yeah. 
I'll uh, keep you updated on that. And then also we've had quite a busy few days. So on Friday, so I, I came home from work, or I say I came home from work, I had to get some medication, go to the doctors and things like that. So I actually had to leave work a little bit earlier on that day. But then I came home, and Friday here in the UK, it was Guy Fawkes Night or Bonfire Night, or, or however people want to word it. So we went round to my dad's and we had like a big family get together. We did some fireworks for the kids and my sister's kids and this, that and the other. So uh, no, it was nice. We did hot dogs and like spicy soup and things like that. So it was, it was really nice. I've posted some photos over on my personal Instagram. So there are a few people that I, I have added only because I've known them for a while. Uh, onto my personal Instagram, so I did post some photos on on there of like my dad with a sparkler and the kids watching fireworks. I do have lots and lots of other photos, including the time when a firework, it was a rocket firework as well, actually exploded on the time where it was supposed to take off. It uh, yeah, basically filled the garden with sparks and scared us all uh, half to death. But uh, no, it, it was interesting at the very least. I'll have to see if I can hunt out that video or maybe put it over on the D Plus uh, Instagram account because, uh, yeah, it was funny. But uh, no, we really enjoyed it. And then yesterday, so I'm recording this on Sunday as usual. The kids are just doing the bath and uh, yeah, I'm starting to record the podcast or at least the first part of it before I have to go out and do a few quick jobs before the kids go to bed. But uh, yesterday, me and my wife went shopping. We did lots and lots and lots of Christmas shopping. So my wife's mum had the kids for the day so that we could have the freedom to shop and buy things actually for the kids we're not telling them yet that yet though uh but yeah we uh went out we got i would say more than half of the christmas shopping actually bought like completely done sort of thing and then the other half or the rest of it should i say is all in an amazon basket at the moment things that we either couldn't find there or we found a better price online so uh, yeah i've put everything in that in there and also there is one thing and i'll not say who it's for because i know the person listens occasionally um there's one thing that i've added into a basket on etsy as well which is a custom design thing and uh, yeah i think that person's really going to enjoy that when they uh, receive it at christmas but uh, yeah that's about it for us we've had a nice relaxing pajama day really apart from that today we watched a christmas film earlier we watched noel which actually i I'll say this in advance, I have actually put Noel on the weekly movie club list for in a few weeks' time, actually. I'd have to have a look at my list as to what it is. I've actually scheduled all of the movies now up until the new year, so I know what all of the movie clubs will be, uh, just to make sure that I've got a nice spread before, and also that I've got plenty of Christmas films in because I love watching Christmas films, and also that I know what's going to be the movie club that will be kind of the one that will lead into the new year. I have decided that at the moment that I'm going to take one week off, so I will not be doing a podcast uh, like in between Christmas and New Year. I forget what that date is. Is it the 26th? Is it UK Boxing Day? I'm going to have a look at my calendar now whilst I'm actually talking about it. Yes, so usually I would record on the 26th, or if I'm unable to record on the 26th, I would try and record on Saturday, which would actually be Christmas Day. So I've decided I'm going to take that weekend off, but I will try and record on the 2nd of January. However, depending on if we're doing anything as a family, because in the UK, the Monday, which is the 3rd, is a bank holiday 
and I will be off work. I may push the recording back to the third. That isn't a guarantee yet, but I just thought I'd let you know ahead of time. But that's about it from me. Hopefully everyone else has had a good week. Actually, my chest infection that I had a few weeks ago has actually started to make a return, so I'm taking some medication again for that at the moment, but hopefully it goes away and I'll hear the end of it finally until sometime next year. But yeah, hopefully you've all had a good week. Let me know how you've been doing over on social media, of course, over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord. You can find me on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club. So let me know how you've been doing. Now, though, it's time for the news. And I'm going to start this week off with a bit of Star Wars news, actually, which came as a bit of a surprise. Disney dropped the trailer for the upcoming Book of Boba Fett series, which is due for release on December 29th. Personally, I thought they would have held off this trailer for the Disney Plus day because it's only a week away now, or even not even a week away now. So I personally thought that they would have dropped it on the uh, Disney Plus day, especially since as they are having a special Star Wars focus on Boba Fett on that day, which I'll get to a little bit later. But yeah, I loved this trailer. And I don't know whether it's just because I'm loving the Star Wars live-action series, like The Mandalorian at the moment, but I really, really enjoyed this trailer. And it gave me almost like Godfather-type vibes as well. It was really, really interesting. And I'm really looking forward to seeing where they take this character, especially as it's going to focus on Boba Fett after the return of the Jedi, and now, of course, spoiler alert on this one, so turn off if you don't want to know anything about uh, the end of The Mandalorian Season 2. But, of course, they're now going to focus on the time where Boba has now taken over as the head of, well, Jabba's empire, basically. And we're going to see him liaising with Jabba's lieutenants and trying to bring order and respect to this, basically, criminal underworld. But it looks really interesting. There's going to be a lot of action in it we are going to see. Well, I'm not sure what they're calling it now because there is the rumour that they're changing the name of it, but we are going to see Boba's ship Slave One in it as well, or whatever they're going to actually call it in canon on on screen now. So we'll see what it is on that. But also, like I say, there is going to be this Boba Fett special on Disney Plus Day. As I did for the Lightyear trailer the other week, I actually did post the trailer over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord. And I had a brief chat with Eric Allen, and he said that he, again, he got this very sort of God's Godfather-type vibe out of the trailer. Like the whole, gonna make you offer you can't refuse sort of thing. But yeah, in all, I think from all of the comments that I've seen online, I think I've seen a lot of positive like vibes about this trailer. And going into this series, a lot of people are expecting a lot from it, and... I have a feeling that it's going to deliver on that. It sounds like it's going to be really, really good. Rumours also started circulating this past week that another Star Wars live-action series, which is currently in development, which is going to be called The Acolyte, may have actually been delayed slightly. The series will be the first we've seen of the High Republic on screen. We have had many books, of course, released over the past few years, actually set in the High Republic. I actually haven't read any of the High Republic books yet. If anyone's read them, let me know how they are. I do have them in my like read list at the moment. I'm currently finishing reading the, oh, what are they called? The Alphabet Squadron series. And I'm really, really enjoying that. And I want to move on to the High Republic series next, I think. But the Acolyte series will actually be set right at the very end of the High Republic era as the dark side begins to re-emerge after a long period of peace in the galaxy. There's actually no current release date set for the series as of yet, however it has been rumoured that filming has now been delayed from February 2022 to summer of 2022 
So we'll have to wait to see and hear more about this. However, I am really looking forward to this series, and I'm really looking forward to finding out some more about this era in the Star Wars like universe as well, and just see some more of the High Republic on both the small and the big screens, of course, as well. But uh, maybe we'll get some more news about this on the upcoming Disney Plus Day, we'll never know. So uh, we'll keep our ears to the ground for that. Another Star Wars rumour from this past week suggests that we may also be getting a new animated Star Wars series focusing on Darth Maul. The report comes from Cinelinux, I actually think that is, <laughs> I'm not sure, and it suggests that several voice actors have recently recorded from, for an upcoming Star Wars series. Whilst this may have been for the upcoming second series of The Bad Batch, the rumour actually suggests, though, that there is a potential series based on Darth Maul's time at the head of the Crimson Dawn crime syndicate, and it, I think it would be really interesting to be able to find out more about this character. Of course, at the end of the Solo film, we did get this hollow of Darth Maul. And I think it would be really interesting to be able to tackle this period in Maul's life. Of course, we have seen him both in the Clone Wars series and also in the Rebels series. But there is also this mysterious time where he's not been on screen. And there are a lot of stories and a lot of potential to those stories as well. So I'll also be keeping an eye on this news. It sounds like it could be a really interesting series. Moving on to some other news from this past week, Disney also seems to be moving forward on their production of the upcoming Tower of Terror movie, as it was announced this past week that the brilliant director, Taika Waititi, has signed on to direct the upcoming project, which is currently in development by Scarlett Johansson, who will also star in the project. This actually really excites me for this project because Taika Waititi is an absolutely brilliant director and I love what he did with the Thor film. And I think that it could mean that this could be a really, not only funny, but really grounded and action-packed story. He's done a wide range of different things that he's directed. So I'm really, really looking forward to finding out more about this and also some more casting on it hopefully soon. Disney also provided some further details this past week for the upcoming Foodtastic series, which is set to debut its 11 episodes on December 15th. Each episode is described as an immersive global competition in which highly skilled artists create extravagant scene work and larger-than-life sculptures made entirely out of food. From vegetables and butter to fruit and cheese, these everyday items are transformed into the works of art based on the iconic Disney properties, and the food-based builds are an extension of those worlds. Moving on, Disney's Searchlight Pictures announced this past week that production has begun on the upcoming Disney Plus and Hulu film, Quasi. The film will retell the classic story of the Hunchback of Notre Dame and will follow a hapless hunchback who yearns for love but finds himself in the middle of a murderous feud between the Pope and the King of France when each orders the hunchback to kill the other. This actually could be a really interesting series. I've never really been a, a big fan of the Hunchback film. I think out of all of the Disney animation films, that may be the one that I've maybe watched the least. I wouldn't say it's my least favourite by any means. I don't think there is a least favourite that I could name off the top of my head. But I think it's the film that I've probably seen the least. And it may be one that maybe after the new year I may add on to the movie club because I probably deserve to re-watch that one. It's probably much better than I give it credit for, really. But uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with this live-action film, especially as it's heading to Disney Plus and Hulu as well, rather than some of the other live-action uh, like retelling of some of the animated classics. So uh, yeah, I'll uh, look out for more news on that as it becomes available. 
This past week, Disney also held the premiere for the upcoming Disney animated film Encanto, which is due to be released on November 24th in theatres, before making its way to Disney Plus on December 24th. The Grammy-winning artist Carlos Vives also performed at the premiere, where all of the voice cast from the film were in attendance. I'm actually really looking forward to this. The trailer seemed to drop, and the poster seemed to drop, almost out of nowhere. I didn't really know much about the film or anything. And then all of a sudden there was this trailer that was just released and uh, we were all talking about it over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord. And it looks really good. And I like that they're releasing it on Disney Plus as well on Christmas Eve because it'll be a nice one to be able to watch with the kids over the Christmas and New Year period. So uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one. It was also announced this past week that Gal Gadot, who many may know from playing Wonder Woman in the DC films, has also signed on to play the Evil Queen in the upcoming live-action adaptation of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. The film is due to be directed by Mark Webb, who recently directed a couple of episodes of Just Beyond for Disney, and has also previously worked on films such as The Amazing Spider-Man. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is actually due to start filming sometime this next year, and no release date has yet to be confirmed. It's also been announced that Marvel Studios is currently developing a brand new Halloween special for Disney+, Plus, which is due to start production early next year. And the current rumours suggest that Garcel Garcia Bernal has signed on to play the lead role in the Werewolf by Night project. Of course, none of this is yet to be confirmed by Disney. However, with a Marvel special on the way for Disney Plus Day, which we actually haven't had confirmed as to what this will feature yet, we may actually find out more about this project and many, many other Marvel projects which are currently in development. So hopefully that's only a week away and I'll have plenty to talk about after that as well. This past week, Disney also announced their lineup for the upcoming D23 event, which is taking place at Walt Disney World on November 18th and 19th. The event will also include a special Disney Plus panel on the 19th titled Disney Plus Download. The presentation will be streamed live on Facebook and YouTube, and we may see some more announcements for what's coming soon to Disney Plus, which may not be included in the Disney Plus Day celebrations. So stay tuned for more on that news coming soon, hopefully. We also saw new trailers this past week for both the National Geographic series The First Wave and also for the Disney Channel original movie Christmas Again, which I spoke about last week. Those are both available on National Geographic and Disney Channel's YouTube channels. And in the final piece of news for this week, we heard from Deadline that Emilio Estevez will not be returning for the second season of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Whilst his representative stated that this was due to creative differences, Deadline have said this is due to the refusal to comply with assurances of his compliance with the studio's vaccine policy. Talks have been ongoing for a while for contract renewals for all of the cast. However, as scripts needed to be written for the upcoming second series, it seems that Estevez and the studio have decided to part ways over this discussion. This does make me wonder if Disney will bring back one of the other original actors from the films to take his place. Of course, we did have some guest stars in the first season from the original films, and there are also some other actors and actresses that were featured in later projects that may actually also be able to fill this kind of mentor role. So I'm looking forward to finding out some more news about this second series. Of course, when I talked about the first series whilst it was on, it was one that I really, really enjoyed. Maybe not as much as Big Shots. Like I said, I did really enjoy Big Shots, but I did also enjoy the Mighty Ducks Game Changers as well. So I do hope that we get a brilliant second season out of this when it does eventually arrive. And that's about it for this week's news. 
What are you most excited for from this last week's news? Let me know over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club. Or of course over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord. Or over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. Now though, it's time for a brief break and then I'll be back with what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week. Sorcerer Radio. So what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week? Well, it's been yet another quiet week for Disney Plus Originals. Of course, we've only had the latest episode of Doogie Kamaola MD for me to be able to have a look at. Of course, there's been plenty of other things released as well, especially over here in the UK. We seem to have like new episodes released every single Wednesday, but it's usually something on the Star brand as well. So, uh, But yeah, no, I'm really enjoying Doogie Kamaola MD. I actually think that out of this entire first series that... This may have been my least favourite episode, and that's not to say it's a bad episode by any means, because it does delve deeper into the story of like the mother and the father, and a little bit into Doogie's relationship with her like new boyfriend and things like that as well. But I feel that mostly, at least the latter part of this episode, we're setting up next week's series finale as well, or season finale. And uh, yeah, I just feel that that setup kind of let it down a little bit too much, in my personal opinion. But I say it was a really good episode all around, like I say, focusing on the parents. So, uh, And also some of the other background characters got to shine a little bit in this past week's episode as well. So yeah, not a bad episode, just maybe not my favourite of the series, just because of how good many of the other episodes have been. What have we got to look forward to this next week though? Starting on Wednesday, of course, we'll be getting the first season finale of Doogie Kamaola MD. Whilst in the US, you'll be getting seven episodes of Mickey Mouse Funhouse Season 1. In the UK, we'll be getting Last Man Standing Season 9, Episode 16, Family Guy Season 20, Episode 2, American Dad Season 17, Episode 19, Reservation Dogs Episode 6, Why the Last Man, the first season finale. Of course, there's no word yet in if this has been picked up elsewhere, but I am keeping an eye out on it. The Great North Episode 8, Mixed Dish Season 1, Episode 13, Bless the Heart, Season 2, Episode 14. The Premise, Episode 3. I actually need to watch both of those. That could be a really interesting series to start watching. We're also getting American Horror Story, Double Feature, Episode 4. Chicken Squad, Episodes 1 through 13. Miraculous, Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir, Season 4, Episode 7. Doc McStuffins Shorts, Season 1. Drugged, Season 2. South America's Weirdest Animals, Season 1. Dead End Express Season 1, The Resident Season 4, and The Glades Seasons 1 through 4. And then on Friday, it will be Disney Plus Day, and we'll see the global Disney Plus release of three films. Jungle Cruise, which was previously available on Premiere Access, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which is the first Marvel film to be released on the 45-day release window for Disney Plus, and also the Disney Plus original film, Home Sweet Home Alone, which actually we're really looking forward to watching as a family. So within the next couple of weeks, I may give my hopefully spoiler-free review on that as well. 
We'll also see Olaf retelling some of the classic Disney tales in his Olaf way in Olaf Presents. We'll get the release of the Pixar short, Ciao Alberto. I couldn't pronounce that the other week. I was trying to say Ciao, Ciao. I had no idea. No, I have been educated now. Ciao, Alberto. My Spanish is absolutely terrible. And I apologize to anyone who can actually speak it because, yeah, I am awful. And I highly apologise for how bad I got that. Uh, we, Of course, Ciao Alberto is a follow-up to the summer release, Luca, which I actually really enjoy, Luca, so I'm really looking forward to this. Disney also announced this past week that the Simpsons special, which is going to be airing on Disney Plus Day, will be paying tribute to Disney Plus. And it will be called The Simpsons Plusiversary. Very, very inventive from The Simpsons there. We actually saw a poster for this this past week as well, which features Homer and Goofy sat at a table. Looks like they're having some form of a discussion. We'll also see the first five episodes of The World According to Jeff Goldblum, Season 2. As I spoke about earlier in the show, we'll also be getting a Star Wars special focusing on the legacy and origins of Boba Fett, ahead of his upcoming Disney Plus original series, The Book of Boba Fett, which is due to be released on December 29th. As I spoke about previously as well, we'll also get a yet secret Marvel special, which will focus on the MCU and its future. Personally, I'm hoping for some trailers and some new information to be released about some upcoming projects, but regardless, I think this will be an interesting one to see, especially as they're keeping it in a shroud of secrecy. Also on Friday, we'll be getting Entrelados, I think I'm saying that correctly, which will be released and tells the story of Algera, who dreams of joining 11 o'clock music hall company, but her mother, Cantera, won't accept that. Algera's life changes drastically when she finds a mysterious bracelet which takes her back to 1994. Well, it makes me feel old when that is back in time. 1994 was the year that Katerina was her age and was starting her career in 11 o'clock while she lived in her grandmother Coco's shadow. But will Algera be able to change the past? And the final release this Disney Plus Day will actually be a UK exclusive, with the first two episodes of the new series Dope Sick released. Of course, the series has also debuted on Hulu in the US already, but of course this will be the first time we'll be seeing it on Disney Plus internationally. And that's about it for this week and for Disney Plus Day. What are you most looking forward to? Let me know over on social media at at or forward slash the D Plus Club, or of course over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord or over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. I'm going to take another short break now, but after that, we'll be back with the Weekly Movie Club. Good day, everyone. It's come to our attention that listening to the sounds of Sorcerer Radio can make one tap their feet and hum a familiar tune, even causing one to smile. Have you caught the sensation yet? Listen now at srsounds.com. This tape will now self-destruct. Well, now it's time for the Weekly Movie Club. And as I mentioned earlier, this past week's movie club has been Captain America The Winter Soldier. So if you've never seen Captain America The Winter Soldier before, this is your spoiler warning. If you don't want to be spoiled, pause the show now, go and watch the film and then come back and join us for the rest of the podcast. And now with the spoiler warning out of the way, let's get right into it. Two years after the Battle of New York from the first Avengers movie, Steve Rogers works in Washington DC for S.H.I.E.L.D., whilst adjusting to modern day life. Steve goes on a mission alongside Agent Natasha Romanoff, also known as Black Widow, and also S.H.I.E.L.D.'s counter-terrorism strike team, led by Agent Brock Rumlow, to free hostages aboard a S.H.I.E.L.D. vessel from pirates, led by Gorgeous Batrock. Whilst on the mission, Steve discovers that Natasha has another agenda, 
to extract data from the ship's computers. When returning to the Triskelly in S.H.I.E.L.D.'s headquarters, Steve confronts Director Nick Fury and is briefed about Project Insight, which is three helicarriers linked to spy satellites designed to preemptively eliminate future threats. Unable to decrypt the data from Natasha, Fury becomes suspicious about Insight and asks senior S.H.I.E.L.D. official, Secretary of Internal Security, Alexander Pierce, to delay the project. On his way to rendezvous with Mara Hill, Fury is ambushed by assailants, led by an assassin called the Winter Soldier. Fury manages to escape to Steve's apartment, and warns him that S.H.I.E.L.D. is compromised, but he's wounded by the Winter Soldier in the process, before handing Steve a flash drive containing the ship's data. Fury is pronounced dead during surgery, and Hill recovers the body. The next day, Pierce summons Steve to the Triskelion. When Steve withholds Fury's information, Pierce brands him a fugitive. Hunted by Strike, Steve meets with Natasha. Using the data, they discover a secret S.H.I.E.L.D. bunker near New Jersey. There they find and activate a secret computer containing the preserved consciousness of Hydra scientist Arnim Zola. Zola informs them that after being captured by Steve during World War II, he was recruited to S.H.I.E.L.D., where he created a new, altruistic Hydra that has operated within its ranks, sowing global chaos with the objective of making humanity surrender its freedom in exchange for security, using the Winter Soldier as their primary assassin. Steve and Nat narrowly escape when a S.H.I.E.L.D. missile destroys the bunker, and realise that Pierce is Hydra's leader within S.H.I.E.L.D. Steve and Nat enlist the help of VA employee and former U.S. Air Force para-rescueman Sam Wilson, who Steve has befriended, and they acquire his powered Falcon wing pack. Together, they capture S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Jasper Sitwell, a Hydra mole, forcing him to divulge that Zola developed a data mining algorithm that can identify individuals becoming threats to Hydra. The InSight helicarriers will sweep the globe, using satellite-guided guns to eliminate them. Sitwell is killed in an ambush by the Winter Soldier, who, after a battle, Steve recognises as Bucky Barnes, his longtime best friend he previously thought long dead, after falling from a train. He survived his fall due to Zola's experimentation, and has been repeatedly brainwashed and cryogenically frozen to perform Hydra's missions. Maria Hill manages to extract the trio to a safe house, where Nick Fury, who has faked his death, plans to sabotage the helicarriers by replacing their controller chips and removing their Hydra programming. After the World Security Council members arrive for the helicarrier's launch, Steve broadcasts Hydra's plot to everyone at the Triskelion. Natasha, disguised as one of the council members, disarms Pierce. Fury arrives and forces Pierce to unlock S.H.I.E.L.D.'s database so that Natasha can leak classified information, exposing Hydra to the public. Following a struggle, Fury kills Pierce, while Steve and Sam infiltrate two helicarriers and replace the controller chips but Bucky destroys Sam's suit and fights Steve on the third helicarrier. Steve is able to fend him off and replaces the final chip, allowing Maria Hill to take control and have the vessels destroy each other. Steve refuses to fight Bucky in an attempt to reach his friend, but as the ship collides with the Triskelion, Steve falls into the Potomac River. Bucky decides to rescue an unconscious Steve before disappearing into the woods. With S.H.I.E.L.D. in disarray, Nasha appears before a Senate subcommittee, while Nick Fury, under the cover of his apparent death, 
heads to Eastern Europe in pursuit of Hydra's remaining cells. Steve and Sam decide to find the Winter Soldier, whilst Agent Rumlow is hospitalised following the Triskelion's disruption. In a mid-credits scene, Baron Wolfgang von Strucker at a Hydra lab proclaims that the Age of Miracles has begun, as scientists examine Loki's scepter and two test subjects, the twins Pietro and Wanda Maximoff, who have the superhuman abilities of superhuman speed and telekinetic powers, respectively. In a post credit scene, Bucky is seen visiting his own memorial at the Smithsonian Institution. Captain America The Winter Soldier was released on April 4th, 2014, on a budget of between $170 and $177 million. It made more than $714 million at the global box office. Production on the sequel actually began before Captain America The First Avenger was actually released in theatres, as screenwriters Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely were announced that they would be working on the sequel. Filming began on April 1st in 2013 in Los Angeles, before moving to Washington DC and also Cleveland. Filming wrapped in June of 2013, however additional photography was filmed in December of 2013, in January of 2014, in order for the Russos to accurately show the state of each character after the defeat of S.H.I.E.L.D., having reread the script of Avengers Age of Ultron to guide their choices. Director Joss Whedon actually wrote and directed the mid-credits scene of this film, which featured Wanda and Pietro Maximoff, who would then go on to feature in Avengers Age of Ultron. In the film, Steve is seen making a list of things in the modern day world that he needs to find more about. In the US release, this includes things such as the moon landing, Thai food and disco, whereas internationally the list is different, such as in the UK where the list includes the Beatles, the 1966 World Cup and also Sean Connery. Among other things, the list also includes films such as Star Wars, Star Trek, the series, and the Rocky films. This list is referenced at the end of the film also, where Steve wakes up in the hospital with Sam sat by his bed, as one of the songs from Steve's list can be heard playing. In the elevator scene, where Nick Fury shows Steve the new helicarriers, Nick tells a story of his grandfather being an elevator operator. In real life, Samuel L. Jackson's grandfather was in fact an elevator operator. Anthony Mackie's appearance actually fulfills his dream of playing a Marvel comic book character. He has said that he wrote a series of email pleas to Marvel, wanting to play any character that would appear on film. Though the studio repeatedly replied to him and said that they would respond in due time, Mackie's emails caught the attention of producer Kevin Feige, who subsequently offered him the role of Sam Wilson, also known as the Falcon. Anthony Mackie took the role of Sam Wilson, partly to give African-American kids another black superhero to enjoy in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, apart from War Machine in the Iron Man movies. There are also some real-life historical references hidden in the film. Natasha mentions Operation Paperclip, which was actually a real-world reference to the Office of Strategic Services program, in which over 1,500 German scientists, technicians and engineers from Nazi Germany and other foreign countries were brought to the United States for employment in the aftermath of World War II. Whilst many of the film scenes were mostly live action, as the directors wanted to use as little CGI as possible, Hayley Atwell was aged using computer graphics imagery for her appearance as an elderly Peggy Carter. Anthony Russo commented that all of the old people have looked the same in movies since the 1980s, when you go down the makeup route. Joe Russo said, We changed her face and her muscle structure, 
and all of these things that change when you age. This is similar to a method used when aging people using artificial intelligence. Captain America's shield is traditionally used mostly as a defensive weapon, but in this film, the filmmakers wanted to explore using it as an offensive weapon, as opposed to using a gun. Many of the audio cues of the Winter Soldier throughout the movie are actually distorted audio from Bucky's fall from the train in the first Captain America film. Hawkeye was originally supposed to appear in several scenes, including a fight sequence where he would have battled Captain America after a prolonged chase through the city. Scheduling issues, though, with Jeremy Renner prevented this. Originally, Hawkeye was sent to hunt down Steve, Catching up to him, the two of them fighting, Steve then wins but finds Hawkeye whispering to him to make his defeat look real, revealing Hawkeye deliberately lost because a Quinjet is recording the whole thing overhead. He also alerts Steve about the tracking device inside his suit. And in this episode, spot Stan Lee. Stan can be seen as a security guard in the museum, where he thinks he will be fired after Steve steals his old suit from the display. And that's about it for this week's movie. What did you think? I would go as far as saying that I think that this Captain America film is probably better than the first Avenger. Whilst the first Avenger was very good at setting up the character of Captain America, I feel that this is the film where you really got to understand who he was as a person even more so, and also what drives him and his ideals and things like that. So yeah, I I really, really enjoyed this film. And I also like how they were able to bring back Bucky. I know that this is the role that he was brought in from the comics, but it was always a question of whether they will be able to do this kind of thing in the films. And I think that they did it really, really well. And it goes a long way to be able to show at the end of the movie, this character questioning his own, almost his own sanity and his own memories. And I like that they leave you at the very end of this movie with him discovering who he is again, almost as a person. And then, of course, from this, you then go on to the next Captain America film and then also Captain America and the Winter Soldier, where Bucky, he's very conflicted as to the life that he's led. So his early life in World War Two and then also being used as this Hydra puppet as the Winter Soldier as well. So, no, I would say that, like I say, this for me, I liked this better than the first Captain America film. Not to say that I don't like the first Captain America film because I absolutely love it, but this is even better so. And I just feel that, especially with this movie, this was a big turning point in the MCU where they went to these big box office numbers as well, and it was it was really showing in the type of productions that they were making. So, uh, yeah, no, absolutely love this film, and it was, for me, it was probably a, one of the highlight MCU movies before Avengers Age of Ultron. So, yeah, no, I really, really enjoyed this film, and, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, carrying on with our next mcu film as always i ask over in the sorcerer radio discord the fun zone facebook group and also over on my social media for people to share their comments so let's see what you had to say this week rook wolf said in general i like sequels less than the original movies for example iron man 2 thor the dark world guardians of the galaxy 2 i was pleasantly surprised by the winter soldier and i would nominate it the best marvel sequel yeah, no, I would have to probably agree with that, Rookwolf. Especially with Thor The Dark World, maybe not the best of the films. I actually quite liked Iron Man 2, but yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, whilst it was a brilliant film and kind of sets up the future of the Guardians universe almost, I don't think it was as good as the first one, just in the general story. But uh, yeah, no, thank you for that. 
Brandon said, quite an action-packed movie with plenty of twists and turns. I think this is the first time I've seen this movie. Joan said, finally, what I've seen. And then she went on to say, I think we did see the first Avenger, but I'm not too sure. Sorcerer Radio's own Eric Allen said, one of the best movies to come out of the MCU. And I have to say that it would probably be up there in one of my top MCU movies. So yeah, no, I do completely agree with that. And Tim over on Instagram said, this was my favourite Captain America movie. And then they released Civil War. Although, is Civil War really a Captain America movie? Or is it just kind of an Avengers movie? Yeah, and I, I have to agree with that. And I, I will come on to that when we get to Civil War. But uh, yeah, no, I have to say that this kind of upped the bar for a Captain America film. And yeah, they just kind of upped the bar again for Civil War as well. Thank you, everyone, as always, for your comments on the movie this week. I always love reading them and seeing people watching along with us. Now, though, it's time to see what the guys over at Diz His had to say about Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Diz His, Diz His, review. Review. It's Winter Soldier. Movie. Okay, so uh, you watched that too long ago, right? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I watched the whole uh, Marvel saga not too long ago. Well, actually, was it over the summer I did that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, yeah, re- I saw it recently, Winter Soldier. You know, it, it was better than I remember. I remember, it- I remember saying, like, Winter Soldier, not that great of a movie. And then I rewatched it after watching them all in the line. And I watched it, you know, it was one of the first ones you watched because I watched it in chronological order. Um, but, you know, it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the one thing about these Marvel Marvel movies is that there's so many Marvel movies, right? And you kind yes. of go back and watch them, especially with like the D plus review, and you really just forget how good they are. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of forget how much history and how much like backstory is in the movies too. Right, and then you watch like Winter Soldier, which is chronologically supposed to take place earlier, but then it has so many call outs or people in it from future movies, quote unquote future because chronological order that come in line again later in the Marvel universe. And you're like, hey, it's that guy. Hey, it's that guy. Exactly. Exactly. Chris, what do you think of this movie? Well, outside of the Avengers movies, uh, Winter Soldier is probably the best Marvel movie. Um, really? Has the best, yeah, has the best story, has the most significance. Um, doesn't that also, in the after credit scene, don't they have Bucky in the, uh, like, captured by the arm? Uh, you know, that's it, it's a, it's a really, like, shocking. Um, I don't know if that was that one or Black Panther, actually. Forget that. We'll cut that. But, um, the, the storyline for that, and also probably one of the most iconic scenes in all of the Marvel movies altogether, that elevator scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's in that one? That's oh, in that it one. Is. It was. Which they, have a, which they have a callback in Endgame, right? Where he says, Hail Hydra, which is also yes. a callback from the comic from a comic book that just came out a few years ago when Captain America was like a covert uh, Hydra agent all along. So it was like all these things were, all these tie-ins were really cool in the whole universe. But yeah, that elevator scene. Yes. I mean, the elevator scene that's is like amazing. a top five. You know, scene of all time. You know, you, everyone says I have a bad memory, but that elevator scene is so iconic that I was watching a show Community, and they did a duplicate of that scene with the, the Dean. Uh-huh. And they do a duplicate of that scene. As soon as it happened, I was like, oh, my God, it's Captain America's scene, elevator scene. It was so it's funny. So funny. Every Hydra? time I'm in an elevator, yeah. I'm hoping that I have, like, these, like, Russian spies around me, and I always try to, in, like, instigate. <laughs> Who said they were Russian? But, um, they're Russian. They weren't Russian. No, I'm German. pretty sure. Yeah, German, German. Russian. Yeah, German, not, in, like, you yeah. know, yeah. They're some oh. kind of spies. But, you know, this movie's so good. And Bucky's a great character. Yeah. He, he is. I think the show made him grow on me. Really? Yeah. Do you like him in the movie? He was all right. He's visually appealing. I wouldn't say that. I would like, say that. I think he looks like me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no? Has the dark hair like me? No? <laughs> no. 
I think it's the build. I think that's what the he. I'm probably a lot bigger than like taller than it's him. The, it's the um, it's probably the metal arm too. It's yeah, very... I do have a metal arm. You can barely see it. Kind of looks looks like I have flesh all around it though. Yeah. Earlier I said I was. You know... Hold on, hold on, Jen. What do you think of it? What do I? Oh, I love it. I but I love. We know all you the love Marvel Bucky. Movies. Yeah, you do. But yes. we know that you love Bucky. And Bucky's a, a big. Uh, you know, he's a fan favorite in your house. He is a fan favorite. My daughter likes Bucky a whole lot. You know, earlier in the segment, I was totally when I first started talking about this movie, I totally was thinking in my head, uh, the first Avenger, because I said chronologically it's one of the first movies. Mm-hmm. But this is oh not. yeah, I was confused by that. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't know how the names got me mixed up, but now I know. I know. Want to hear more from Alex, Joe, and Jen? Go to dizhis.com. Thank you very much, guys. Remember, you can catch them on Fridays on Sorcerer Radio at 1 p.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern, as well as on all major podcasting platforms. Remember, if you want to send me your comments on the Weekly Movie Club each week, you can do so in the Weekly Movie Club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord. Or, of course, on any of my posts on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club. Or, of course, over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. Also, if you want to leave me an audio comment on the movie, you can record one and send one over on my Anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash the D plus club. Next week for the Weekly Movie Club, we'll be watching the Pixar movie Brave. Until then, though, hopefully you have a good week. Thank you very much for tuning in this week. And hopefully you can tune in again next week. Have a great one, everyone. Bye-bye.